Hello. You're not muted today. Hooray. <laughs> Huzzah. It is a, uh, an opportunity for a celebration, I think. Sure. You got some champagne? You want to pop it? Uh, no. No, I do uh, not. Okay. So it's not that kind of celebrate. It's not. But we'll observe this day ever after <laughs> on the May the 20th and May the 21st. It's the 20th today. So. Ah. Why would, why would we do it on the 21st? <laughs> Well, in honor of the other time travelers in the world, they're not all in Australia, you know. There's other time travelers <laughs> who are existing in the 21st right now, so I figured we would uh, include is, them, even though most, <laughs> most people don't include them in the time travel references. But why don't, why don't we include the people who are still the 19th, then? You just said the 20th and the 21st. Yeah. Well, because yeah. that's most people, and most people really <laughs> don't need to be included. They're... I mean, they should really check their privilege, right? Everybody includes those people all the time. Uh-huh. And I just think it's good to recognize marginalized folks who are time travelers of different varieties, and everyone else can kind of just go pound sand, I think. Mm, okay, okay. Yep. Can you name any of the people who it's currently the 21st? It's just the time travelers. I mean, they all have really confusing names because they're usually from the future, right? Like, mm, mm. Because time travel isn't invented until the future. We're not talking about, like, Leonardo da Vinci or, like, Ariana Grande or anything. It's... Let me see if I can find a couple of their names for you. Why do, I mean, why do you want to know? Uh, I mean, there's always John Titor, right? That was the funniest thing that you had no idea happened. You're like, uh, let me see if I can find it. And then Discord was, like, disconnected. <laughs> Whoa, really? Yeah. <laughs> Falcon hung up and never came back to finish the podcast. The end. <laughs> and then Salmacron added an anti-spoiler to the end of it, so people thought it was an hour, but it was really two minutes and ten seconds. Mm, <laughs> oh, man. Can... You should do that one time. You should be like, super blowout edition of the Falcon Paladin hour, and it's two hours long, but it really it just ends in an hour. <laughs> I, I could do that. <laughs> could do that. Of course, the fact that we talked about it on the pod makes it a little bit less effective, but... Mm, mm-hmm. I mean, people are aware of my anti-spoiler screens. It doesn't completely ruin the concept, right? It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I noticed that earlier today you were editing the podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which, I don't know. I figure editing the podcast on podcast day is playing with fire a little bit, but I think we'll probably be okay. Of course. Um, Go ahead. No, what do you mean by playing with fire? Um, I just mean it can turn into a situation where you're suddenly behind and then suddenly you have two podcasts to edit and then it's like, oh, that's a lot. How, how much s- of that edit did you watch? Uh, like 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Okay. Uh-huh. So you didn't realize that that podcast was the one from two weeks ago? <laughs> no, I didn't. So you're already doing that. <laughs> yes. Cause I, okay. I, what I was trying to do, I was trying to start a buffer, but somehow yeah. I got behind on a buffer. And now I ha- I still have one episode to edit, and now we're recording one, even though I just uploaded an episode 20 minutes ago. Oh my gosh. You're trying to make a buffer, and you went the other way with it. You have yeah. like an anti-buffer. I have an anti-buffer. Goodness. All right. So that's what I'm saying, is I guess falling further behind. Uh, and then also, considering the fact that you got your new PlayStation controller, so you're actually going to be playing the Final Fantasy VII Remake again. It's true. The controller needs to be charged. So I'm ah. still, like, letting that happen. That and takes, you know, three or four hours to do. It's true. I Does also, it really? I don't know. Oh, 
right. I, I, I have no idea how long it takes. All I know is it's currently still charging. Um, All right, fine. I mean, I'm charging it through the USB port on my keyboard, right? It's not like it's plugged into a wall socket. Oh, so not, or like plugged into the PlayStation itself, perhaps? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Got PlayStation it. is like behind my monitors. I don't have to reach over and like find where its ports are. Yeah, no, that's fair. I figured yeah. it was just plugged into the PlayStation, but if you're hiding it, that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also don't know how to connect a new controller to a PlayStation, so that's going to be fun. Is <clears> it not USB? Well, no, but I don't want to have a cable connected to it. Oh, yeah, no, I know, just for charging purposes. Whatever, it's fine. You got it, right. we got to figure it out. Right, but when I want to actually play it, I don't know how to connect it. Like, how? Oh. where's the find my new controller? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Beats me. I'm entirely unfamiliar with PlayStation 4 software. Okay, cool. I assume there's a settings option. Hopefully. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. Mm-hmm. So we can look forward to Somicron playing the Final Fantasy VII Remake and then complaining about it on the podcast because it changed too much stuff. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I mean, I, I, I already went through all the stuff that I had complained about. I have nothing new to add, even though... Not we... yet. You'll right. find new I... stuff, I, I believe. <laughs> okay. It's entirely possible I might have new stuff, uh-huh. but like you, you've fin- at this point, you've finished the original, so we can talk in a relatively spoiler-free format. Yeah. Okay. So... Zack. You don't know much about Zack, do you? So, okay. Here's the thing. There's a lot of unreliable narration in this game, which is part of why it's so flipping hard to understand. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, from what I know about Zack, uh, Zack has black spiky hair. Uh-huh. And he's pretty, like Cloud is. Uh-huh. And he dated Aerith once upon a time. Uh-huh. Fell off the face of the earth. Sort and of. we meet his parents. Yes. In the town with, is that the town Go with no electricity? Yeah, it was a town like, with an exploded reactor. Yeah. Yes, there are a couple of those in this game, but yes. Yes. Um, okay. So the things that you also know about Zach is that he went. He was soldier first class. Yeah. And he was there when Sephiroth and Cloud visited Nibelheim. Correct. The Nibelheim incident. He and he hung that. out with Tifa and Sephiroth when they went to. Yes, got it. Yes, and so the thing that you don't know is. That when, after the Sephiroth incident, and uh, Sephiroth maybe dies, kind of dies, more or less, and Hojo comes in and starts, like, rebuilding the town and is like, we're doing experiments on the survivors. He experiments on Zack and Cloud at the same time, right? Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Right. And they escape together. So when Cloud winds up at Midgar seven or so years later, right? At the train station. At the train station. Yes. Yeah. He, because Zach was in a much better condition than him, and basically carried him from Nibelheim to Midgar. They had like a truck and they got a lift and stuff. It's a whole story. But Zach dies there. That's where he dies. In Nibelheim? No, no, out just outside Midgar. What? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like he, because uh, you still be, he's still being chased by Sinner troops, and then like there's one giant last stand fight. And he dies there and Cloud gives Cloud his sword. And then Cloud gets found at the train station, right? He, like, stumbles into Midgar. This is in that prequel game that you've talked about. Uh, yeah, a lot of it's in Crisis Core. A lot of it's where it's ex- fleshed out there. Okay. Um, the thing is, Zack dies there. Yeah. In the remake, there are literal ghosts of fate that you fight and help you at some points. Right? They're trying their best to keep the game 
on track to the original, right? So the first time they show up is like you're standing around there chatting with Aerith, but you're not supposed to stand around and chat for too long. So they show up and drive Aerith away, right? They're trying to keep the plot focused. <laughs> you then okay. in like the last two hours of the game, Sephiroth and Aerith open up like a portal and you go and kill Fate for some reason. No idea why. That's new. Okay. Right? And then all the ghosts are just gone, right? Like, Sephiroth is now in control of fate, essentially. He can drive and direct this from wherever he wants. So it's assumed that this Sephiroth is not the first Sephiroth. That this is Sephiroth coming back through the time stream, uh, the life stream, and the timeline to re-manipulate events so that he can win. Because, like... In his version, Cloud kills him in, at the end of the game, and they all live happily ever after, more or less. But he's in the time, he's in the live stream and goes back in time, right? See, see it's, it's it's a Star Trek episode. <laughs> sure, I've it no, is. I've, uh, I'll take your word for it. But because the, the 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 remake ends with you defeating Sephiroth there, but the story then still continues because that's not the end of Final Fantasy. That then shows a cutscene with Zack at his final stand, protecting Cloud, and then just being like, wait, is that it? And is still alive. So, so, huh. So, right, everything in the game that I've known is like, they've expanded on previous elements. Now they're like, there's these specters of fate... And things are different. So it's alternate universe Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Ostensibly. Yeah, right. Yep. Star Trek has had episodes like this for sure. Where you get sure. stuck in an alternate universe and you, the version of you there is evil and has a goatee and blah, blah, blah. So that's what this is. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. But that's that's basically all there is to be mad about. Everything else that they've done is fine. Like swapping around some things that you maybe find out a bit later is okay because it kind of works and they still set up a lot of stuff that they from what i understand they don't uh finish like they're clearly left because you you're meant to find that reveal out later yeah right like clouds being you know not really who he says he is he has no memory and stuff like that they didn't pay off all that yet yes right um so that's all still to come but they've directly changed and altered events that should have already been settled Right. right, Zach being alive is huge. <laughs> it's an alternate universe, like alternate dimension. I don't know. Yes, right. But we were not sold on that. We were sold on a remake of the game. Not right. If they just didn't, and they were like, "Look, we're just going to expand all the stuff that's already there," that would have been fantastic. But yeah. it's not. It's it's changing. Right, a lot. Yeah. Got it. So it's like this isn't really Final Fantasy VII. This is Final Fantasy. 7-A. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like how in Rick and Morty, they're from Earth C-130. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So th- you're just playing Final Fantasy 7 C-130. Got it. Right. Right. Well, there you go. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the game's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so you like the new combat style and everything? Uh, yeah, the combat, it's good. I, I don't know. I, I still just have questions on how they're going to expand it. Because the combat, yeah, because in the original, the combat changes in complexity when you have more options of things to do, like yes. counter uh, the counter attack material. When you get it, you can combo that with cover, 
right? But there is no cover material, and counterattack is now built in function to a fighting style that Cloud can adopt if you push a certain button, right? Hmm. And a lot of the material that you would normally get later in the game show, all shows up really early. And so I'm wondering, can they um, create new material that still keeps it interesting as you leave and make the combat more interesting? And the whole issue of, like, the level cap's 50 and people are leaving Midgar at 50 when the level cap was originally 99. Yeah, right? this sounds like a mess. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've, we've been through this. It's going to be mess and hard and really complicated and who knows if they'll be able to pull it off yeah well i mean they'll probably finish it another 10 years so probably we have some time. yeah yeah we have some time debate it endlessly from now mm. until then i think it's true it's <sighs> the fun fantasy series Bruce. Mm -hmm. yeah good We're game good. though right yeah really fun good game yeah. mm -hmm. i didn't grind as much as it wanted me to but yep no <laughs> well you do you also didn't do everything so that's a lot true. Of, like, you can finish the game a slightly higher level if you did all the side quests and stuff, right? Yeah, and did the Chocobo stuff. Right. Oh, look what just came out. What just came out? A balance patch update. Hey, would you look at that? Like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I told you we should switch the day of the podcast. You were correct. Here, let me send you the link. Please do. So a little behind-the-scenes action for y'all listening. We changed the day that we record the podcast from Monday to Tuesday in America time because Tuesday is when Blizzard puts out their balance patches. Mm. And we would have podcasts where we're talking about balance stuff, and then it would be completely out of date by the time the podcast <laughs> actually came out. Right. I mean, it's still an issue if I'm going to be behind like I am so regularly uh, trying to run a buffer. That's true. But, but it won't be as bad as if we did this yesterday. We might have a solution to that, though. Uh, oh. I have top men working on overlays for a live version of the podcast. Oh, that's true. I've heard. Yeah. Mm. Top mm -hmm. men. Top man. Just yes. the one. Just right, right. Key. Fair. Just Fair point. <laughs> All right. So let's see. We have not seen this before. Live stuff on the podcast. So mm. last month, we put together our thoughts on the current state of the game and proposed some changes we've been considering for the next balance patch. Blah, 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 blah. We did a Wardy TV balance test mod invitational to get additional feedback. That's cool. Uh, we talked about how each individual Zerg changed, how much ZVT would be impacted relative to the targeted matchup of ZVP. Like, for example, I don't know if we talked about this in the pod where we talked about the proposed changes, but changing creep tumors to light is good for Protoss, and it's incredible for Terran. So... <laughs> Uh, Hellions can clear a creep like nothing yeah. if that change goes through, right? Right. Uh, and then the usability and effectiveness of the new battery overcharge ability. Mm -hmm. So, previously proposed change, anti-air weapon range on queens decreased from 8 to 7. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have strong concerns viewing this change. We don't have a reason to believe it would be drastically... It would drastically impact CBT more than ZBP. So... Basically, they're saying they're going to keep it. Oh, wow. I thought that was a slam dunk. They're going to do that one. Oh, no, wait, no, no. keep they're the change? Going to keep, they're going to keep the change. Yeah. Okay, they're going to keep the change. This is not formatted in a way where it's easy <laughs> to see what they decided to do versus what they just no. proposed. No, it is not. What? Where does it say that? Blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm, I'm blah, taking blah. I, I'm assuming that, that they're going to keep it because they haven't specifically said they're not. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah. Truth through omission. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so they're going to go ahead and nerf Queen Anti-Air Range. That's cool. We talked about that. Yeah. Yep. 
Okay, but, so if okay, if I scroll down to Banelings, alright, I just skipped Creep Timbers. They've crossed it out, and I assume that means that they're not uh, keeping it. Okay, so crossed out stuff they have canceled. Got it. Yes, yes. That's easy. You want to do creep tumors? Sure. Creep tumors, uh, basically the armored attribute removed, light attribute added. Uh, skeptical how this would change uh, impact ZVT relative to ZVP. Feel comfortable going forward. So yeah, they're keeping it. Yeah. Very few additional tumors were killed by Hellions as a result of the change. Hmm. 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 Top level Zerg players have gotten pretty good protecting the creep tumors in early game, I guess. Maybe. It's harder to protect them though if it's like one shot from Alien just rather than I two shots from Alien, you know. Is it is it currently two shots and this would be one shot? It's not a one shot. I don't know what the number is. I'd have to do some testing. Okay, cuz whenever I see Hellions clearing creep, there's always like six. Yeah. And it still doesn't kill it, so I think it'll be fine. Cool. Yeah. Uh, they canceled the Baneling changes. Hmm, interesting. I mean, hmm, we have but, had some recent really nice wins for Terran versus Zerg mm-hmm, in true. the professional scene. And Banelings didn't quite look as ridiculous as they had been in the last few weeks. Right. So I'm wondering if that's part of it here. <laughs> but there is a new change for the Baneling. Yeah, so Baneling weapon damage changed from 20, which is with a plus 15 versus light, to 18 with a plus 17 versus light. Whoa, Mm -hmm. so they do more damage versus light, but less versus non-light targets. Mm -hmm. Huh. So this change should impact PvZ more than TBZ, as a much greater proportion of the typical mid-game Protoss army is non-light compared to the typical mid-game Terran bio army. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, I've always said, if you're exploding your Banelings on Immortals and... Like, Archons, you're doing it wrong. I don't think this changes anything. You're still just trying to kill High Templar and Zealots and Adepts with them. Right. And now they're better at it, which is good for Zerg, I guess. Good for Zerg, I guess. So smaller well, non-light units like Marauders, Roaches, Stalkers, and Siege Tanks will take one additional hit from Banelings to kill it. it hmm, okay. No, no, no. It's the same for Zergs, regardless. Because if it's light, right, like the Adepts... They still do the same amount. It's just spread out. It's now more of the bonus sort rather than the flat. Yeah. So it doesn't actually change for Zergs. What do you mean it doesn't change for Zergs? So it Zergs... Does... No, go what ahead. Do you mean? Okay, I may have misheard you, but you said that um, all the light units that you want Zergs to... Banes to crash into, it's a, it's a better fit for. It's not. It doesn't change anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because the damage versus light compared to old and new doesn't actually change. The only thing that actually changes is damage versus not light. Oh, yes, yes. I see the math now. Yeah. Okay. So all they did was nerf bailing damage versus non-light targets and kept it this what it is versus light targets. Right. So things like... Um, Sneaky. Marauders, Roaches, Stalkers, Siege Tanks will generally take one additional hit from bailing. Yep. While beefier units like Thor's Archons and Immortals will take more. What? You're not doing that. You're not killing Archons with Banelings and winning the game anyway. It doesn't matter. That's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. All right. So, hmm, kind of middle ground there. We'll see how that works out. Yeah. Uh, hit oracles. oracles. Yeah. yeah. Proposed changes. Revelation cost decrease from 50 to 25. Cooldown increase from 2 to 10 seconds. Revelation duration hmm. decreased to 30 to 15 seconds. 
all the proposed changes, we were most pleasantly surprised to see by how much this one was utilized with almost every Protoss player employing it to some degree of effectiveness in PvZ. Okay. We were also surprised by the uptick in mid-game usage. Uh, I would like to know how they, like, track the, uh, like, how do they qualify it as being an uptick in mid-game, right? Like, do you just have a, a spreadsheet that says in 100 games of StarCraft 2 PvZ from 5 minutes to 10 minutes there were no new oracles made, but now there were, like... Yes. Exactly. <laughs> they have interns that sit down and watch all of it, and they have to keep track on how, when a revelation gets cast. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, but okay, but like I, I, will, I want the numbers. Um, oh. Some check on the opponent's armies, and are excited to see how future Oracle usage will evolve. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. If people are using it, cool. Uh, so they decided not to do any of the proposed changes to add the battery overcharge, but they have a different version of it for us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So where previously overcharges a shield battery, increasing its shield restoration rate by 100%. So all they did was make it so you can overtar overcharge a target shield battery near a nexus. Mm -hmm. So that's different. That's the only difference here is, well, a little bit of the numbers are different too, but the concept is you can only target shield batteries near a nexus. Yeah, another... So basically, they're just saying this can't be used offensively. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's also a slight difference to how it works. In the original one, it was proposed to cause it to regenerate 100 energy over 21 seconds as well, which is half of its energy, if I'm not mistaken. In the right. new one... Um, it'll allow it to restore shields without consuming any energy for 14 seconds. So it's okay. free heals. Yeah, free yeah. heals, but you don't also get an additional 100 energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, it's also got a 60-second cooldown shared by all Nexuses. So you can only do this once a minute. Ooh, I don't know about this. No, 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 no. I don't like that. Hmm. And then you can use any Nexus to target any shield battery as long as the battery is within range 8 of a friendly Nexus. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically, a bunch of lings come into your third base, and you overcharge your shield battery from wherever. Right. And help stuff survive for a bit. Yeah. But only one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 60-second like... cooldown is forever. Yeah. And because it only lasts 14 seconds. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, that's, that is that is you're not using that twice in the same battle. That is a one-time <laughs> toss down. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Big, big wall of text. Oh my gosh. I'm not reading any of that. Nah. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Conclusion. Uh, um. Nope, that's not a conclusion. Next. Nope, because there are more changes. We <laughs> 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 reformatted this. Anyway, Terran, uh, on the Widow Mine, Drilling Claws upgrade no longer grants Widow Mine's visibility. Blah, blah, blah. Armory grants the Widow Mine's invisibility. So they went with this. Yeah. I still, I don't know, I still think it's interesting that you can go ahead and knock out an upgrade by killing a building. We've established there was, God, what did we talk about? There was it's a, a Hellion transformation into Hellbats. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a precursor for this. It's still, I still want to see Muta's like dive bombing armories. <laughs> that'd be fun. And that'd be fun. All right. Queen, uh, recovered, Baneling. Microbial um, yeah. Shout still no longer requires an upgrade. <laughs> so this is just a recap of 
this is an easier way to see what they're doing right yes yeah yeah okay high templa feedback range increased from nine to ten. Oh, that's yeah. something yeah. they did talk about doing that they just didn't cover it yeah. in detail here got it yeah yeah okay cool. hmm very interesting very very interesting i'm really surprised they didn't nerf the baneling more but they would yeah I, I thought that was going through i really did but instead of making them squishier they just made them less well, powerful said, against non-light units yeah which i never thought was the problem like in the situations where i saw i was just like i don't know what the terran's supposed to do against this the banelings are crushing everything light and then what's left over is like two tanks and then they die because they're two tanks you know right right yeah it's not like the banelings are killing tanks hmm Sometimes they are, but only if they're like really overwhelming in numbers. Mm -hmm. But anyway. now that'll be slightly less overwhelming because they'll require more. Yeah. Uh, well, it's one of those things where I feel like we need to see it in action a lot before we can really get a handle on it. Yeah. Well, then it'll be good or bad. Should be good. Should be. Yeah. Cool. So there's been a lot of StarCraft recently. We had some GSL, we had some TSL5. Mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. had some Africa World stuff. Ooh. So let me tell you about Zest's weekend. <laughs> okay, tell me about Zest's weekend. So a weekend we're talking at about Zesties. May May the fifth. Yeah, there we go. Weekend <laughs> at Zesties. May the like sixteenth through the eighteenth, right? Uh huh. So he gets embarrassed in GSL. Mm -hmm. Gets knocked out. I don't. Does, he like wins a single map of the five maps he plays. Just gets crushed thoroughly. Mm hmm. Uh, comes on into the uh, Africa World 59, wins the whole thing. Ooh. Ends up beating Solar in a best of seven and winning mm -hmm. his second or third Africa World championship. So feeling pretty good about himself. Mm. And then in... God, what was the other thing? There it is. And then in TSL 5, gets 3-0'd by Uthermal. Huh. What, what a weekend from Zest. He's real kind of up, down, up. Well, yeah, down up, down, down up, up down. down up, down, man. Mm. So, yeah, who knows? Who knows what's going on with Zest? I mean, mm. I've always said that uh, Solar especially is more of an online cup kind of a guy. Mm -hmm. So beating, I don't know, beating him, not as impressive, I don't think. But losing to Uthermal, like Uthermal's doing great. He's having a pretty good year for sure. He's not Hero Marine, though, who's the mm. other foreigner Terran, I think, of Orclem that's doing really well. Mm -hmm. so that was a shocking shocking result but i guess the larger point to expand on this is yeah that round two winner's bracket from tsl5 that roddy and day nine cast had was like the most upsettiest of upsets i may have ever seen in that large of a group now zest through the matches so he could get into the uh loser's bracket and on the sm right time or Petit Drogo or Dong Rager, right? <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, I guess you maybe wanted to go through the loser's bracket, but guess who else is down there? Serral. T.Y., Serral, Innovation, Rainer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because why? Because we had all these upsets in the second <laughs> round. So real quick to go through this. Uthermal 3-0 Zest. And Roddy mm -hmm. and Day9 are like, uh, wow, huh. Interesting. I didn't see that coming. Uh -huh. And then it's Clem versus Don Regu, and Clem 3-0's Don Regu, which, okay, 
Don Gregu has an incredible history in StarCraft, but he's back from military service, and he's not quite up to where he was, and he maybe never, maybe never will be. Mm-hmm. But he did 3-0 Solar, but again, ZBZ is such a coin-flippy, stupid <clears> matchup. <throat> anyway, so that happens. Great. Clem moves on. The Foreigner beats the Korean. Technically, that's what it is, although it's not. I think Clem is better than Dong Regu at this point in 2020, regardless. Okay. And then Mana, who's 100 years old, or 28 at this point, <laughs> 3-1 Showtime in a PvP best of five. Mm-hmm. I would say that Showtime's been better than Mana for like five years now, so that's crazy. Mm. Uh, Trap 3-2's TY, which is... Hmm, that's a that's a reasonable result, I would say. Okay. A laser three two Serral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which again, ZVZ kind of coin flippy, but still, I would say that Serral is head and shoulders above a laser at this point in time. It's just for some reason Serral's kryptonite is ZVZ at this point. It certainly feels that way. Yeah, he's lost to more foreigner Zerg players than he has Korean anything else in the last <laughs> year. It feels like. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I watched that series, and yeah, Roddy and Day9 were very... They really wanted to communicate that this was a weird series. Players were getting speed at weird times. Players were hiding things. Players were going for timings that make no sense. Mm-hmm. And because they didn't make any sense, the others didn't expect them, and they worked. Right. <laughs> it was, yeah, so back and forth. Such a stupid clown fiesta. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. laser beats Serral. Hero Marine 3-1's Rainer, which is an awesome result for Hero Marine. He's been having a great year, but still, Rainer took, you know, runner-up at BlizzCon just a couple months right. ago here. Uh, Sue 3-2's Innovation, and an incredible upset because Sue's not been having a good year. Ew. And no. Ew. looking pretty good. Yeah. Ew was on fire. And then suddenly Sue comes in, and it's a great series. Like, I really want to cast that. I hope they release the replays for those because it's... There's a couple games where it's like I don't, I don't know how Sue won that thing. That was nuts. He's playing so well. Mm. And then special beats Cure in a foreigner beats a Korean TVT series. So mm. again, the mirror matchups, brr, they are not quite uh, as stable. I don't think as the non mirrors are in StarCraft right now for sure. Mm. So I think it's easier to get a weird result in a mirror, and there were a lot of them in this round. Right. Anyway, sorry, I was just looking at Inno versus Sue. This year, they're exactly 50 50 on taking series off each other. Holy smokes. Yep. Way to go, Sue. So maybe he just matches up better against innovation than other people. That's just this year, though. Uh, Yeah, but we're we're almost to June. It's a pretty decent sample size. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Eight series. Yeah, I think that's a decent sample size. Okay, okay. Anyway. So, yeah. So, it leads us to a loser's bracket with players like Cure, Innovation, Solar, Rainer, Serral, TY, Showtime, uh, Zest, and I just, it's nuts. It's Mm -hmm. a crazy, crazy loser's bracket. Again, I don't know who would intentionally lose to get down there. Although, I guess Zest was first, so he didn't know who else was in the loser's bracket when he lost. So, maybe he was (laughs) planning it. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Anyway, it was good. It was really fun. Um, it was just—it was good to have Day Nine back. I've just missed him a lot in the StarCraft scene, and some people in the Discord server before he cast this on Sunday were concerned that maybe he was rusty, maybe he didn't know everything about the current scene. But 
Uh, he actually said in an interview that he's watched everything that his brother Tasteless has cast in StarCraft 2. So that's a lot. That's a lot of high-level StarCraft. So right. he's aware of the StarCraft 2 scene without question, and he showed he was great. Mm-hmm. I want to that's be true. half as good a caster as Day9 one day. That's my goal. Okay. <laughs> Even though he's, we figured this out, he's four years younger than me. So, you know, you got to have yeah. goals. Got to have goals. Yeah. Yeah. That's Yeah, okay. Good, good to have goals. I hope you get that one day. It is. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so anyway, TSL5 was a ton of fun. They're not done yet. We're still got a round three and then a round four and then a loser's bracket. And it's a it's a whole lot of StarCraft still happening out on Team Liquid's Twitch page. Mm-hmm. Round of six, round of four, round of three, finals, and then the champion. Yeah, champion. it's insane. Yeah. There's so many rounds. <laughs> so many rounds. It's a lot of StarCraft for people to play. I hope it's a nice prize pool is what I hope. Uh, say what it is yeah first place gets 8,000 yeah, total prize pool 30,000 USD okay it's reasonable mm. yeah it's not it's, great it's not unreasonable I suppose yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and I mean it spreads all the way out to like people coming in uh 20 17th to 24th so we have 450 bucks which is a lot wait Wait, what? What's 450? Oh, people in the that finish 17th to the 24th. 24th. Yeah, like yeah. in that position. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, <laughs> amusingly, because of the way the brackets play out and you can see who's going to get eliminated where, just by uh, that, if you actually look at it, it knows that one player will be Korean and will get knocked out there, and one player will be Zerg. <laughs> so it's already marked those there. On the play out. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. It just doesn't know her yet. I wonder if that's automated or if somebody sat down and figured it out. Um, I so, assume it's all automated. Yeah, probably is. And then to GSL, which we mentioned previously, uh, there's one Zerg player in the mm. round of eight. Mm-hmm. So it's dark, representing Zerg for Zerg everywhere in these dark, dark times. Ha <laughs> ha! TY, parting, Maru, deer, cure, trap, and innovation. That is yeah. so much PVT. That first round is like, I got a ZVT here, and then PVT, PVT, PVT. It's, it's a lot of PVT. It's a lot. And I do wonder if the Blizzard balance team was like, boy, look at the current GSL. Maybe Zergs don't need to be nerfed as much as we thought they did. Well, and they th- th- changed what they were that. doing with Fainlings. <laughs> Maybe, but Duck's going to win the whole thing, you see. He, so. he could. He easily could. It's not an easy thing to win a GSL, but... No. He could do it. But yeah, he could definitely do it. It is a fantastic lineup. That's a lot of scary players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll see how that goes. We bets. Making bets? Making, making bets. bets. It's, play- it's the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know who's going to win. Wow. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So it looks like they're going to be played on the 20th and the 22nd. This first round is the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're just betting on the whole thing. Who's going to win it? Yeah, yeah, just the whole thing. Okay, well, I think we both say dark, so we both no. can't take dark. No, I'm not taking dark. You can have dark. My <laughs> boy Maru is going to crush dark. <laughs> <laughs> Maru. You know who's looking scary is Maru. It's true, yeah. Boy, what did I watch? Maru versus who was it? Zerg player... Mio Maiko. No. 
when me and Maka toured Mara. <laughs> no. It was, hang on, it was here. Who did he play? Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Okay. So, yeah, there was just, man, the second game, mm-hmm. so Mara 2 owes him. The second game was like the most quintessential. Maru never really won a huge engagement. It was never like, ah, and then they crushes Ragnarok's army and steamrolls to victory. It was, this engagement happens, and Maru kind of came out ahead a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then 40 of those happen, and he kind of comes out ahead a little bit, 40 times in a row. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that, Ragnarok's kind of starved out, and Maru's maxed out, and then he wins. But it's the right. most death-by-a-thousand-cuts game I've <laughs> ever seen, or possibly in a long time. Mm. It's yep. just, it was kind of nuts because it was on, um, God, I wish I could see. Oh, I can see. It was on Simulacrum, so it's a bigger map, kind of mm-hmm. top to bottom. And Mara would just have little attacks coming in to the top side of the map and the middle of the map and the top middle of the map. He had four <laughs> or five separate armies, just little bits of army with a couple of medevacs attacking mm-hmm. all at the same time and forcing Ragnarok to multitask as well to defend in those different locations. <laughs> It's so hard. It is so hard to perform and so hard to defend. And he just killed it. He was looking on fire. Mm-hmm, continued mm-hmm. killing hatcheries. Continued. Like he'd show. Like Ragnarok would have an army in position to defend right at the mm-hmm. bottom. But right. then he'd be so worried about the attack up top that Maru shows up and Ragnarok doesn't respond for two seconds and then Hatch is dead. Mm. It's, it was crazy. So yeah, I could see Maru winning this. Uh, although the history of you betting on him has not gone well. <laughs> it's it's a risky play i admit <laughs> for me yep. to pick pick him it's you know the curse is real um it's been established at this point scientific fact uh but, but. i i i i like mara over everyone else wow do you like his path is that what it is um like him beating parting i can see that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i you know I see him beating Ty, and I see him beating Doc. Although I think Doc is harder. Yes, for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Okay, and then on the other end, he just have to beat probably Inno, which he can do. He can do. So you going with Doc? Yeah, mm. gotta stick with my terribly underrepresented and underpowered race here. <laughs> Someone has to. Yeah, someone has to. It's true. <laughs> All so right. I'm gonna set up uh... conditions. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you have for me? Make an offer. I don't know. <clears throat> I've been thinking about this. That's well, that's your problem. Seriously. Uh, what do we want to do? Were you happy with how the other one turned out? I don't remember the other one. When I sent you a bunch of pictures of me when I was a teenager. Oh yeah, no, no, I don't want that again. No, I know, but are you happy with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've, good. Yeah, I've got flies being printed. It's gonna be great. Uh, Excellent. Uh, <laughs> if if Maru wins, and he will, right? Think about uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. You have to hang an Australian flag from the public-facing window of your house for a month. Okay. That's yeah. Crazy and put a, easy. And uh-huh. an Australian bumper sticker on your car, like. I, I love to put a bum- I don't have any bumper stickers on my car. I don't want a bumper sticker on my car. Uh, you can put it in the window of your car. Like one no. of those decal ones that come off real easy? Well, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, why would you want to get rid of it? Well, after the month. I don't mm. want anything. I don't. Again, I have nothing on my car. I'm telling you right now. Mm. 
And? That's all. Just <sighs> when the terms of the bet are over, I just want it gone. <laughs> but, but why would you want it gone? Because <laughs> I told you, I don't have anything on my car. Right, but then you would. Think about it. It works out. <laughs> <laughs> but then you would. That's an excellent point. Yeah, that's fine. I can do that. All right. Excellent. You get to be an honorary Australian. Excellent. The world needs more of those, apparently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for you... Hmm... Should I get my singing chords like warmed up? No. I do kind of. I think honestly, it'd be worse for you to have an American flag on your house than it is for me to have an Australian flag on mine. Um, it could be. Yeah. But I would also say I don't really. I'm not sure that's something I can do. Oh. Like, there are two. Di- well, yeah. I mean, I live with the landlord, and if it, yeah. if, if it's not permanent, she's not going to have a problem. But we have shutters over our windows that face the, the the front, so no one would see them. Like I'd have to put it on the outside of those, and that's like it could get damaged, you know. It's true, right? Or stolen, mm. right? What if you painted an American flag on the shutters? No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't have anything on my shutters. Okay. <laughs> Can you put stuff on your locker at work? Y- yeah. Could you put an American flag on the outside, like the the door? I, I could. Okay. All right. All right. I like this. <laughs> and on your and on your motorbike. Ooh. Now, listen here. <laughs> My motorbike already has an American flag on it. Does it really? It's a Holly it Davidson made. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Right. I forgot they do that. Hmm. I think technically <laughs> my knee covers it when I ride, but you know. We'd have to make all, a visible one then, I suppose. It's on the tank. Yeah. Um, hmm. Hmm. I could, I could work something out. Okay. Deal. <laughs> so the rules for this are, if they both get eliminated before the final. It's who, well, it's whoever, whoever goes the further. furthest. It's whoever goes further. But and if, if they, they both... Like, if like parting and ty wins it's whoever took the most maps yeah like yeah and if so they what both if they both like took one map three. against ty and parting if they tie i guess it's a draw neither of us have to fulfill the duties okay sounds good yep all right deal all right. it's going to be going to be some time before we figure this one out cuz if it's the 22nd to finish the quarterfinals then it's probably the 24th for the semifinals so maybe not too bad maybe not it should all be we'll figure it out. Should be done within a week or so. Right. All right. Deal. So let it be podcasted. Let it be done. <laughs> let it be done. <laughs> don't, don't let me down, Mar. Uh, yeah. Heaven forbid he do that for the first time ever. He's never let me down. No. He's a, so reliable. It's a wonderful, wonderful human being. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they say. Consistency, Mar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe that's his nickname. Is Mister Consistent. Anyway, uh, so we finished up the Halo 2 campaign co-op on Twitch the other day. Yeah, it took like 20 minutes. I know. I had a revelation. (laughs) Yeah. I went in. We were just about finished with the Halo 2 campaign. We'd played a couple sessions already. And I went into Steam to launch my Halo Master Chief collection. And I was like, you played this for 20 hours. And I was like, wait a second. That includes the entire Halo 1 and Mm -hmm. Reach 
mm-hmm. and Halo 2 campaigns mm-hmm. in 20 hours. Yes. And I said, the campaigns for Halo are not as robust as I thought they were. No, they're just under seven hours. Yeah, crazy. Like, I've ranted against games that have seven-hour campaigns and been <laughs> like, what a waste of time. Why did they even bother? Clearly, all they care about is multiplayer. And that was Halo the whole time, and I was holding Halo in greater esteem. Amazing. I mean, we played on normal. Yes, there are Yes, there are other issues here. We played on normal, we played co-op. And especially and- in co-op, both of us have to die to go backwards at all. Mm-hmm. So there were plenty of times where I would die, but then I'd be able to res you at the place where I was. Right. So, yes, if I'd played it solo, I think the time would be significantly longer. Yeah. If we, yeah, so solo and on a lo- difficulty harder than normal, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. time would have been added for sure. I mean, Halo Reach can actually be played full player co op. That's right. cool. Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So imagine how fast people would blitz that. Yeah, the speed run's like 47 minutes. <laughs> Assuming there's no out of bounds garbage they found, which they probably did. Um, Sort of, yeah. There is some. The one, my favorite one, because you can actually speedrun a, a, a level on Lasso in under five minutes. Wow. Yeah, so basically it's a lot of just like running past the enemies up until this one point where you get into a forklift and then you position it against the door that's supposed to like open up to complete like a little timed like wave mission area while an AI plants an objective or whatever. Yeah. But... If you just park it next to the door that's supposed to open and then get out, if you park it in the right spot, you'll clip through the wall and it'll trigger the flag for the objective, but (laughs) not the enemies in the next zone. Wow. So not only do you get to skip a bunch of stuff, you skip more stuff in the next zone. Yes, which is the last zone and you just run to the end. That's great. Yeah. So I found a Halo Reach co-op speed run in an hour and 11 minutes. Yeah. Pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I was tempted to sit down and watch a Final Fantasy VII speedrun. Yeah. That was three hours and uh, 25 minutes or something. How much skipping is there? I guess you didn't watch it. No, not all of it, but a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of skipping. How? What are they doing? Um, so I believe that, like, I, I did skip through it. There's It appears they go into a dev room, which is like... Uh, a way for the devs to test. Like, let's say you implement something on disc 3... You need a way to get there quickly in the game without loading up a like a phony save file because if you can make phony save files, players will do it. Um, so I have a dev room where you get in and that can teleport you basically to that thing. Holy crap, where's that? I have no idea. I'm yet like I, I went back to try and find it. I'm like, nope, not here, not here, not here. I'm like, hmm. ah, I'm just gonna have to watch the whole thing. But basically what they were doing is you can get in there and test fights as well. So what they would do is go in, test fights, get a bunch of AP, and then instantly skip themselves to the final boss. That's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So there you go. Three hours. Yep. Not too shabby. I believe like a, uh, an actual speedrun that doesn't do that is around 15. Okay. Good times. Good times in the speedrunning community. Yep. Yeah, it seems like that era in particular seems really susceptible to things like clipping through walls and finding stuff like, I don't know. You would think, but there's not a lot of places where you can actually clip through in Final Fantasy that I've seen. Like, 
I imagine it's quite hard to just because it's also basic, right? It doesn't like because like for final uh, for Halo Reach, the thing that lets you clip through the wall is the exit animation of the vehicle. Isn't is like it it recognizes that there's space to get out there when something currently says that there isn't. But in because it's all basic in Final Fantasy, you're not getting out of anything all that often. It's mostly um, the cars and stuff, but you're never there's never anywhere that opens up like because it's an open world section, right? So I imagine it's just it's it because it's so rudimentary. It actually is a protection against things like that. Hmm, that makes sense. That would be my guess. Who knows? I don't. I don't, no, I don't I'm, know. I'm not we'd a developer. To, we'd have to talk to well, probably a speedrunner. I bet a speedrunner would know. Mm, maybe how easy it is to glitch stuff probably more than the dev would uh, potentially anyway. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Could could be, they, could I, I would imagine they know how to glitch stuff in a way that's helpful where a yeah. dev would know just how to glitch stuff yes yeah. probably mm. probably although i don't know maybe you're overestimating how much devs understand their own code maybe i think but... sometimes they're like man this works i'm not entirely sure how <laughs> Right. Anyway. Cool, cool. All right, go dark. Let's do this thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be scary. Be Zerg. Show everybody why should they should be afraid of Zerg because they clearly don't respect them right now. No, go no, no, oh, not at all. I finally watched another movie this year. Oh, okay. Because what uh, was it? It was Joker. Oh, you watched Joker. All right. What? We an- talk about this on the pod. Yeah, but yeah, just like what an unsatisfying movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's like I get everything that they're going for and everything that they're doing, and I'm like, okay, you're doing it well. It's it's not a fun movie by any stretch of the imagination. Nope, not at all. But it's good, and then it's just over. <laughs> yeah. So the biggest problem I have with it is it's called Joker, but it's like naming a movie Batman where it's Bruce Wayne. Right, like it's so. It's the whole movie is just Bruce Wayne doing stuff. No, it's like thanks for thanks for coming. The end. Right, but I don't have a problem with that because it's it's he he it does adopt the name uh, Joker at the end, right? Well, near the end, right? When he asks, sure, but he doesn't do any. He doesn't do any Joker things. He does zero Joker things. And that's all. That's all I'm saying. Like I mean, he. He kills bad, good people, goodish bad people. It's like if Batman Begins, right? You've seen Batman Begins. Yes. It was literally just up until the moment that he has with the ninjas. Mm-hmm. Right? Where he refuses to kill the guy and then he escapes. And then mm-hmm. it was like, the end. Thank you for watching Batman Begins. Right. And don't it would have been like, what? <laughs> that too would be an equally unsatisfying movie, right? Yeah. This one That's is unsatisfying, saying. but I think joker in um the what who's christopher nolan batman yeah the other one that one is a a joker who plans and executes chaos right Mm -hmm. this joker is just a joker who thrives in it well for about 34 seconds yes well no. from the time from the time he gets rescued from the cop car because these dudes in clown masks crashed into it not knowing he was in there mind you or who he was i don't think Mm-hmm. But then he gets out. He's unconscious. He realizes there's chaos happening, and he revels in it for 20 seconds, and then the movie's over. 
No, I think he thrives in it through the entire movie because he realizes his entire life is chaos. It's like, oh, he's a clown, but the other clowns want him to leave, right? And he... But he still manages to come out, not on top, but in a position where he's... I don't know. He Like, it, it's not on top, but it's not bad either, right? Like, he gets a girlfriend. He's doing stand-up he's actively pursuing the things that he wants right he doesn't get a girlfriend what are you talking about the, the other woman the woman um with the kid in the elevator and they go on dates and stuff he gets a girlfriend did did you think that was real i have no idea okay uh because right, there, so- there, there are several points in that movie where i'm like is this happening right but I, I don't wow. know. Huh. Okay, so real quick, um, you know the scene where he goes into her apartment? Mm-hmm. And there's the kids' drawings on the wall. And then she's like, Hey, uh, mm-hmm. you're Arthur, right? You live down the hall? Uh, yeah, kind of. I kind of figured she was just like, Okay, he knows he has mental issues. And was like, you're Arthur. You remember who you are. Yeah, you live elsewhere, not here. I didn't think she was like, I kind of know you, right? Wow, interesting. Okay, because then it does the thing where it's like, hey, remember all these times where he, we showed you he was on a date with this woman? Mm. Let me show you how he wasn't actually on a date with this woman. Do you no, recall that happening? No. Really? No, it I would don't. Show, like the scene where, like, they're just standing in some, front of a storefront, laughing and talking together, and they showed him by himself, standing there and laughing and talking to himself. Did they? Yeah. I need to. I must have missed that. I think it's. I, th- I think I saw that scene and I recognized it as that being the scene where they were together, and just assumed she was there. Then you checked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Because I complained about this. I was like, this is this is hand holding garbage. <laughs> Obviously, we know what's happening here. Why are they showing us flashbacks to hammer home the point that he imagined this relationship? But apparently, uh, apparently that would that was good for you. Yeah, or would have been. It, it totally whooshed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they show like them interacting in a non like hallucinogenic way multiple times. Yes, they do. They lie to you. Yeah. Uh huh. And, like, there's even the part where you assume they go back into her apartment and bang, right? Like, Yep. Exactly. How was I supposed to know that wasn't real? Because they showed you the scenes where they're together and then showed you that, just kidding, Arthur was alone in each one of those scenes. But... Hot didgeridoo. I cannot believe this. (laughs) Didgeridoo. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. I could, I could be wrong about this. I need to pull up the movie and be like, "Where is that scene exactly?" <laughs> yeah, it's towards the endish. It's towards the endish. Um, okay. It wasn't available anywhere streaming, so I actually bought it for like five bucks. But from the Microsoft Store. From the Microsoft Store. But yep. now Microsoft Store is not showing me it. Um, you already watched it. Why do you need it again? Jeez. Because <laughs> I own it, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I mean, what's owning in the digital era, really? You're right. I own a license to view it. 
Um, mm. But it's like, you earn 18,000 videos. Give me a minute. <laughs> oh, nerd, my show gosh. Me it now. <laughs> Just show me the recent ones. I don't need you to load all of them. No, no, it's true. I've got it sorted by date added. <laughs> so it should be the first one. Instead, it's 10 Cloverfield Lane. What? What? That, okay. It's like mm-hmm. five years old. Mm-hmm. But I, I must have recently added it. <laughs> like, it's it's... Recent added is the time which you bought it. Okay. So you right. just watched 10 Cloverfield Lane recently? No. Oh. No, no, I did not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. All right, I will get back to you once this actually uh, loads. Okay, we'll do it. Yeah. Because, again, I was mad that the show is hand-holding the audience that hard about that scene. Okay, I remember when they were standing outside of the newsstand laughing together and then showing yeah. that and her not being there, right? Because okay. I was just like, oh, yeah, that's that's him flashing back to their relationship. Got it. I don't remember it flashing that- back and showing like them at the comedy club with her not being there or um, yeah, it flashing. Yeah, a bunch of those. I don't remember it flashing to the hospital where Arthur Fleck's mother is there and she's there. And well, okay. then she's not there. Because, well, it might, I might remember that, but there's this part of her in that scene is getting up and leaving, <laughs> right? So it yep. might have just shown, I might have, like, cut to it and then just been like, oh, that's after she left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Right. Like, I've read some pieces about this, and I'm pretty sure the general consensus is that their relationship is fake and entirely in his head. Mm. I mean, I believe it. Okay. No. But anyway... What was the point we were making? Uh, you said he was reveling in chaos. Yeah, but if like none of that's true, then it's just his own descent into chaos. Uh huh. That's what I think it is. Mm. I don't know. I think it's well made. I think it's well shot. I think the atmosphere they're going for, they nailed it. I think mm-hmm. uh, Phoenix was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's good. I don't think I'll ever want to watch it again, but I remember it as being a good experience. Like, I was never mm-hmm. bored, which is good, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. It's like good. I, like, I somehow was in The Rise of Skywalker, even though it's an ADHD-riddled slideshow of nostalgia. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that. I don't want to get mad. You want to talk about mm-hmm. Star Wars, huh? Just, sure just remember when they had that knife that had, like, a little thing that slid out, and you had to stand in the exact right oh, spot gosh. to line it up with the Death Star? Sauron? And then they were in the exact right spot. Oh my god. How could they have done it? It's amazing. Mind blowing. And the wreckage of the Death Star is in an ocean? <laughs> the One of the more stable environments on the planet. And obviously that part of the wreckage would stay exactly where it was for 20 years or whatever it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's true. <sighs> I'm punch something. <laughs> That's what Discord has been for the last week. Is just JLC constantly bringing up Game of Thrones Season 8 and Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Mm. <sighs> okay. Peace. Serenity now. Serenity. You're a leaf on the wind. Yes. Watch how I soar. Too soon. <laughs> All right. I think we're at time. I think we're at time. So that's about it, I guess. Anything... Uh, real quick coronavirus update. Uh, apparently, the state of Utah is kind of opening up a little bit. They've said we can get together in groups of 50. Ooh. And restaurants are open as long as they do social distancing with the tables. So 
I haven't actually been to a restaurant, but I've talked to people who have, and they've said it's like half the number of tables inside the dining area, and they're all spread out like eight to ten feet apart. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna clip that out of context. It's just you saying I've never been to a restaurant, but I've spoken <laughs> to people who have. <laughs> Please do. It'll be a nice teaser. Yeah, should be good. People will be like, Falcon's a weirdo. No, listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I don't know. I feel like things are getting better. To be honest, I kind of gave up on tracking numbers and things, and I haven't looked at that for a couple of weeks now, but it seems sure. like things Same are now. pretty much okay. Yeah. Well. I mean, I just I operate under the assumption that if things got really bad, I'd hear about it, and I haven't. It's true. That's, yeah, that, that's one way to look at it. Um. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've also been more or less ignoring it, but I'm not 100% convinced that if we just were like, alright, let's undo all the preemptive measures that we took, like shutting people down, we just undid everything all at once, that this would just still go away. I'm not yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not suggesting we do that. I'm just saying, I don't know, I feel like it's okay to open things up a little bit, which we've done, at least here. Sure. So, sure. seems positive, is what I'm saying. Yep. And maybe sports will come back and we can have a sports minute uh, again. No. <laughs> just just no. I mean, they had a UFC event that was a pretty that, big deal, apparently. It's like kind of sports. Kind of. Mm. Like, of all the sports, I would think that one is just has the most potential to, like, communicate disease between the players, right? Um, I don't like, think you're basically would... sweaty, bleeding dripping mucus all over the other guy the whole time right but i think football because there's more people yes and they're all so engaging and swapping back and forth right uh-huh. that that would actually yep. be more i mean even though they're wearing helmets and stuff right just, just on a more <laughs> it's like a people. mesh thing right you know it's not a proper yeah. helmet yeah 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 anyways Cool. So that's it from us. Thanks for listening to the Falcon Paladin Hour with Somicron and the Falcon Paladin. Feel free to check out the store where we've got merch as well as the Patreon page for the podcast if you want to support the podcast directly, which you can do. And until next time, as always, thank you for spending your time with us and you take care of yourself.
Oh, man, you should do that one time. You should be like super blowout edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour, and it's two hours long, but it really it just ends in an hour. 